At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the sports betting network. It is our number three of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. We're hitting a little bit of everything this hour, and by hitting, I mean that we're going to be closing out strong with some baseball picks. Here in segment number one, I'm going to take you through my Circa Millions card. I did not have the stones of firing all five picks because if you go in on the Thursday night football game, you have to fire in all five picks. If you were daring enough to have a side for one of these contests, whether it be the Circa Millions the Westgate Super Contest, you're able to go down the list. To take the Washington Commanders and the Chicago Bears game, I certainly do salute you, but I did not. So we still have a blank card. I'm going to be firing this in just before the deadline on Saturday. We're going to call it afternoon. So we're going to be taking a look at what I've narrowed it down to this point and what I'm going to be taking a look at in terms of what may slash may not make my card in about 15 minutes. Stand up. He does terrific work at Action Network. We're going to be taking a look at this week's UFC card as we've got a solid one, a little bit of an under-the-radar UFC card because now we've pretty much got a sports equinox. The NHL season is up and running. The NBA season is going to be starting in a few days. If you have yet to get the VSIN Pro, if you have yet to get the VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide, John Von Tobel did a great job with that. VSIN.com slash subscribe for that and all of your subscription options on that front. But 
That said, we've also got tons of great college football, NFL, so we got a little bit of everything going on. And then final two segments, going to be closing it out with baseball picks for this upcoming Friday, including if you missed my DK Nation pick from last hour, we're going to be hitting upon that once again. But let's take a look at this week's NFL card. And typically when it comes to these contests, there are certain games that you got starred and there are certain games that you just put an X through and you decide, you know what, I am not going to be playing this one for me right at the top. One of the 10 o'clock games, the... Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Pittsburgh Seahawks was just a complete and utter cross-off. I want to trust in our good friend in Mike Tomlin. He has been able to do an amazing job year in and year out. He always gets the most out of his team. This might be the, mo- the least talented roster in the NFL. Then again, I took a look at the Chicago Bears on Thursday Night Football, and I think that they probably have less talent in general. But when it comes to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I just don't think that they've got the horses to be able to keep up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers injury list is quite impressive. Tom Brady is now 45 years old and is starting to show his age. This is just something where I wanted no part of either team, and I just decided, you know what, we are going to scrap this one and we are going to move on. This is one that I've been talking about quite a bit, but this is one that is looking more and more like it's going to be making my card, and that would be the New York Jets going up against the Green Bay Packers and just going back at my history in picking in these contests, I have had certain teams that I've had successes with. There are certain teams I've had failures with. And when it comes to backer games in general, I seem to always pick the right side when it comes to whether it be betting on the Green Bay Packers or picking against the Green Bay Packers. Now, the one thing with the Circuit Millions contest is that this is a line of seven on it rather than a seven half. Because if it were a seven half, I'd be completely sold right away. Even at a seven, I still think that there's a good chance that the Jets are able to cover this number. The Green Bay Packers just look a little bit disjointed on offense in general. I have not liked what I've seen out of them. They're near the entirety of the season, the wide receiver core. I think that it's going to be solid by the time December rolls around. I do think that Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to maximize their talent, but the Jets have been able to shape up a little bit on defense. And on top of that, the big thing with Green Bay Packers is keep in mind that they played in London last week. Now they have to have their body clocks be adjusted by like, four, five or so hours because it's a big differential between the time out there in England and the time that you've got currently in the great state of Wisconsin as at central time. So you've got that to overcome. You've got a Packers team that in general didn't look great on defense. Zach Wilson is really the only thing that's keeping me off of this game. I'm starting to grow a little bit more and more on Zach Wilson. He certainly looks better than he did last season. I still have my trepidations with him as a quarterback. I want to see a little bit more, but that's certainly a game that's under consideration. Something I've been talking about with many of our guests all week long is that it feels like there's a lot of value on underdogs, but there is one favorite that I've got starting. Unless if we see something very dramatic, I'm going to be on them. That would be the LA Chargers. I recognize that LA is not going to have the world's greatest home field in this game, but they're going up against a Broncos team that, I mean, it's just really sad to see guys like Nathaniel Hackett get coaching jobs that clearly have no idea what they're doing whatsoever. I mean, you're able to insert your just sort of metaphors of guys that are not deserving of jobs that are getting jobs, and Nathaniel Hackett is that. I mean, the only reason why he's probably the coach of the Denver Broncos is because the Denver Broncos thought that they might be able to trade for Aaron Rodgers, came up snake eyes on that front, and now they're stuck with a guy that is a complete buffoon and has absolutely no idea what he's doing. Now, on the flip side, you've got the LA Chargers, who has a guy that very nearly just gave away the game because he has no idea what he's doing either, but... At the very least, with the LA Chargers, they aren't playing on CBS, which I always say this, with the LA Chargers, there's the cur- cur- curse of 60 minutes, where 
every single time they play on CBS. They're in a one-score game year and 60 minutes is coming up next. Everywhere except on the West Coast, that is their cue to do something completely idiotic, and it seems to never, ever fail with them. So if you're ever looking for an in-game an in-game edge that it has absolutely no science behind it, but it seems to hit every single time, that is it with the LA Chargers, but I'm going to lay four and a half with them. This is a Broncos team that, once again, who knows what we're going to get out of Russell Wilson because he had some sort of a surgery done on his shoulder, and it just... It still blows my mind. When it comes to quarterbacks in the NFL, we make the biggest deal out of everything with these quarterbacks. I mean, in the middle of like May and June, we were talking about, oh, where is Baker Mayfield going to be going as if he was going to be some sort of a game changer? He's gone to Carolina. He's absolutely stunk. He's not even going to play this week. But I mean, guys like that are getting all these headlines. And then Russell Wilson has the surgery and I'm hearing like nothing about it. It's just mind blowing. This is a big deal, in my opinion. And with Russell Wilson, you got to wonder if he was playing at 100% to begin with, if it was something that just began acting up, if it's something that it occurred during Thursday Night Football, or if he just thinks all together and he's trying to make an excuse for the fact that he's a diminishing player that got play, paid a whole bunch of money and probably should not have. So I have my question marks there, and all those question marks lead me to Fade the uh, Broncos in this spot because, well, you know, it's not been good to say the least. The Chargers, they've got their own issues, but you know what? Justin Herbert's looking a little bit healthier. This is still a solid defense, even with the Joey Bosa injury. I'm still willing to invest in them. I just still continue to go back to the Kansas City Chiefs, and I think that they should be able to win this game outright. You can say what you will about motivation spots for the Buffalo Bills, but doesn't motivation spots work both ways? The Buffalo Bills, they want to avenge what happened last season at the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs. They want to show that they are the team that is now boss, but I mean, isn't that the same motivation that you've got with the Kansas City Chiefs, showing that they are still the boss in this entire conference, showing that they still are able to be a rock-solid offense, even without Tyreek Hill? I just feel like motivation works both ways. We're all just saying, like, oh, motivation works for this one team, when in reality, in a lot of these spots, it works both ways. Human beings, they always find a way to get themselves gassed up. And if you're a human being and you can't find a way to be able to get yourself fired up for a game like this, then I don't know if you've got a pulse. So I do think that the Kansas City Chiefs, they're going to have as much fire and zeal as the Buffalo Bills in this game. I think that Patrick Mahomes is still just a little bit of a notch above Josh Allen. Josh Allen has been amazing. And this is a Buffalo Bills team that... If they played this game on neutral field, I would give them an edge. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I do think that they're the top team in the AFC, but Kansas City has one of the best home field advantages in all of football. I think that that is something that really needs to be pointed out as we were talking about with Mackenzie Kramer. Patrick Mahomes has been an underdog in eight games in his career. He has covered all but one of them, and I think that the one game that he didn't cover, he was mentioning that the Chiefs had scored 51 points in that game. I have to think that that was that L.A. Rams versus Kansas City Chiefs game that was like one of the biggest bangers that we've ever seen in terms of primetime football. That was absolutely tremendous. So I lean towards the Kansas City Chiefs here. I think that they should be able to pull this out one off outright. Wish that the line in the contest would have been three because we're mostly seeing two and a half. So we're seeing a couple straight threes. This was set at a two and a half. I'm still willing to ride with it, though, unless we see something to the contrary. I still keep going to the Minnesota Vikings and I recognize that this team is one and four against the spread, but I don't want to trust in Skylar Thompson right now. I recognize that the Dolphins have a lot of weapons. I recognize that Mike McDaniel has actually been able to do quite a good job as a coach. I don't know if 
if I'm willing to put him on like the Pantheon of coaches yet, because I mean, it's five games. We need a little bit more of a sample size before we're willing to draw those conclusions. But so far he gets two thumbs up from me and the job that he's been able to do with the Dolphins. But I mean, you're still trusting in a seventh round pick at Kansas State that, I mean, Skylar Thompson was far from terrible at Kansas State, but I mean, when you took a look at Mr. Thompson at Kansas State, nothing in my mind read, oh, this is a guy that should be starting on Sundays or anything like that. He read, yep, a guy that is going to be much like someone that I saw very, very back in the day. If you remember the name Jim Sorgi, he used to play for Wisconsin. He was holding a clipboard for a very long time, and he did a good job of holding that clipboard. I think it got him a Super Bowl title with the Indianapolis Colts. That's what I think of with Skylar Thompson, someone that is a competent quarterback, someone who doesn't have the worst attributes, but he really doesn't do anything too terrific. That's the way I view him. And for the Minnesota Vikings, I realize that it's been a little bit less than stellar in terms of this offense, but you've got Kirk Cousins away from prime time. This has been a bunch that has been able to do a good job of running the ball. Justin Jefferson is looking like one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, so I'm willing to ride with them. And then when it comes to the rest of the games on this board, it is looking a little bit more murky, but the one that I just keep on going to as well, it's ugly. This team is 3-19 against the spread. This is a line of 10 rather than a lot of the 10 and halfs that we're seeing, but the Carolina Panthers, just because I don't think that the Rams should be laying 10. This is the one that, out of all the games I brought up right now, this is the one that I am less likely to take. This is the one that I am still thinking over personally, but when it comes to Carolina Panthers, I do feel like they get a little bit of motivation because they no longer have Matt Rule in the fold, so I guess that rules to use a really bad pun, but when it comes to the LA Rams, there just seems to be something completely wrong with the team, and you can tell by the total 41 and a half, they don't think that there's going to be a lot of scoring and laying 10 in a game with not a lot of scoring. That typically doesn't turn out very well. What does, does typically turn out well on the show is bringing on Dan Stuff. He does great work over at Action Network. We're going to be turning our attention to the UFC with him next, right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on Beeson, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're experiencing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get in on the football action this season with Hulu Plus Live TV's Football Extravaganza. Compete for free for a share of $55,000 and two ways predict what will happen in three college football pools and then make your picks for eight fantasy NFL contests. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Hulu NFL now to play for free. Hulu Plus Live TV, like cable, only better. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions, they do apply to DraftKings.com. For details, as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. Always great to be joined by Dan Stupp. He does terrific work over at Action Network, taking a look at the fight game, taking a look at everything UFC, and it's a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate the invite. Always fun talking about fist fighting. It always is, and <laughs> this is a solid fight night, in my opinion. We don't necessarily have a lot of chalky favorites. The Mike Jackson versus Pete Rodriguez fight is really the one that stands out, and if you're looking to dive in on this one, I'm not sure if you've got any sort of a play or not. How would you gauge something like this Mike Jackson versus Pete Rodriguez fight? Because we're noticing that the round prop is one and a half. Way, way, way juicy <laughs> under it. Pete Rodriguez is finding himself like a $7 favorite. And that just tells you right there that the bookmakers think that our poor friend Mike Jackson is getting pretty much knocked out. And I would have to think that you're looking at some sort of an exact result to find any value whatsoever on a fight like this. Yeah, Mike Jackson's got an interesting story. They basically brought him in as kind of a non-UFC caliber to fight some of their non-UFC caliber guys they were trying to put over. The thing is, like, he he should be a very big underdog, but he I don't think he's uh, kind of as outmatched as people think he is. He he actually is a pretty decent kickboxer. He's got a little bit of durability. Um, honestly, the one line that stuck out to me is that you can get uh, this fight to start the the second round. I believe it's close to even money. Uh, again, you know there'll probably be some dicey moments. Uh, Mike Jackson surviving five rounds uh, is such a bit or five minutes is such a big underdog uh, is probably a bit of a, a tall ask. But um, I, you know, again for plus money, if you're looking for a way to to play a really ugly fight, uh, to me that's probably the best option. Yep, and we see movement on that fight as Rodriguez opened up as a $6 favorite, now north of $7 in some places, and we've been seeing a lot of movement on a lot of these, and there's one that I know that you're on that it has went your way quite a bit, as Jacob Malkoon opened up about a plus 130, plus 135-ish underdog against Nick's Maximoff. Maximoff 
money has not been going in on him whatsoever. And I know that you like the underdog in Malkoon in this fight. And clearly the betting market is right now siding with you. What makes what has drawn you to Malkoon? Yeah. It- it, it's almost so much. It's not so much, I guess, being drawn to him as being uh, just wanting to fade his opponent. Uh, it, it's going to be a really ugly fight. This is definitely not your fight of the night contender. Uh, I think this is a good example of, of where, if you're going to bet the favorite, you need a really good reason for it. And I just don't see a really good reason for it. Uh, I, I think you know when you kind of get these ugly fights that that could be kind of slogs, and uh, even the judges start to kind of lose interest in the fight. Um, you know, again, you need a really good reason to to bet the favorite. I think Malkoon keeps this close enough. I think it's basically a 50-50 fight. Uh, I haven't been real impressed with uh, Maximov, his past few fights. He, he just doesn't seem uh, to really focus on good game plans. Uh, so getting some plus money on a guy who should keep it pretty much a 50-50 fight, you know, you do that in the long run, you're going to win a few bucks. Absolutely. And I know that there's another prelim that you're taking a look at another underdog, and this one has went your way. Looks like you got Sam Hughes right around about a plus 160 or so number. This has come down to between plus 140 and a plus 145. And what I think is very interesting about this Hughes versus Piera Rodriguez fight is that with this round prop, it is about as juicy as it gets to the over. I mean, typically when you find it at north of $2 to the over, that's what it's like, man, it's gotten really up there. I'm seeing this at $3 on the over <laughs> of two and a half. So they're thinking that this one goes to the judges' scorecards and as you know, things can really go haywire when things go to the judges' scorecard. So I like where you're going with taking the underdog. Yeah, no, like you said, they expect this to go to decision and, and in a women's fight, especially where the judging uh, seems to be a little more chaotic at times. I, I just don't think the judges uh, kind of uh, really pick up on some of the nuances of some of these maybe lighter action fights. Uh, but again, kind of go back to what I was saying earlier. You you need a really good uh, reason to to bet a favorite. I think, especially in a women's fight, I've made uh, probably a lot of money in my MMA betting career, uh, just betting kind of small underdogs in in female fights because a lot of times they just, again, the judges just don't seem to really uh, judge them super well or or really know what they're looking at. But beyond that, Hughes finishes really really strong. She's got good cardio. Um, you know, a, a lot of times you can win around in the final 30 seconds of the fight. And we've already seen that Sam Hughes is willing to fight those last 60 seconds uh, to swing around in her favor. So with this fight more than likely going to decision, I want to take the fighter who just seems to win the second half of fights and the second half of rounds, especially. And it feels like outside of the main event, there's quite a few fights that they think are going to be stopped relatively early. And then this one is the exact opposite of that. And I know that you're taking a look at this fight to get stopped a little bit early as well as Misha Kukinov is going to be taking off Alonzo Menafield. Menafield right around about a minus 205 to a minus 215 favorite. But I do find it interesting that the round prop of one and a half, it is being juiced now to the under. The under is right around minus 120 to a minus 125. And I know you like a little bit of a salvage in this one. So take me through who you like and I think it's going to be going down. Yeah, I've been pretty big on Alonzo Minifield and, and followed his career since he first came to the UFC. You know, we, we yeah, big, strong guy, and, and we want to think of him as kind of a cool prospect at, at 205. Uh, he's older, though, I think mid-30s, late-30s. Uh, but, man, that guy can bang. And if uh, we've seen his confidence grow the, the past few fights where, um, you know, I, I think the only thing kind of holding him back may have been, you know, not trusting his own power and what he can do. We've seen his past few wins. He's ready to throw caution to the wind. 
uh, and ended early. And I think against the, the guy he's fighting, Misha, I, I think that's going to play kind of right into um, um, yeah, under one and a half rounds, uh, you know, uh, juicy like that. It just, you know, there's something that seems unnatural about betting uh, under a round and a half. But if you've seen Alonzo Minifield fight enough times, uh, you kind of get it. Um, and even on top of that, I know he's a two to one favorite. Uh, we've seen him make some bad mistakes in the past. I, I think he's really kind of shored up uh, his game overall. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm not a huge parlay guy, but if you're looking for a strong parlay piece, I, I think many fields are really strong one. And it feels like this one is one that you're feeling quite strongly about as well, because something that we've talked about in the few times that you've joined me here on the show is that just because a guy is a chalky favorite doesn't mean that there isn't value on it. If you think that a fighter is like, in this case, a little bit north of minus $2, and they win the fight 80% of the time, there's actually really good value on that, and it feels like you find a little bit of value here as Brandon Royval is going to be taking on Askar Askarov. Askarov right around bottom minus 235, minus 240-ish favorite, and I know this is one of your favorite favorites on the card. Yeah, and I, I think Askarov just... Um... It, it's going to be tough for him to lose this fight. I, I think it's it's fair. It's lined fairly right, it seems. But kind of the more you dig into it, he probably should be an even uh, bigger underdog. Uh, Brandon Royval, I, I think he's just willing, too willing to kind of go to his back. Um, he can lose fights that way. So I, I just, you know, Askarov, I, I think just kind of the relentlessness, the durability, that's going to carry him through. Yep, it seems like he's been able to do a solid job recently. So we shall see if that continues and then we do have the main event coming up with Vivian Arajuo. hopefully I said that correctly I think I butchered that one against Alexa Grasso I think I did a better job on the second one <laughs> rather than the first one I always get the tongue twisters a little bit mixed up but with that said Grasso currently about a minus 230 to a minus 240 favorite and round prop on this one it is quite large on the overall four and a half cents when you get the title fights, you get five rounds on these. It's right around minus 210 to a minus 215. Where'd you go on this one? Because I know that this is a little bit of a chalkier fight as well, but it looks like you're trying to extract a little bit of plus money when it comes to the main event. Yeah, I was tempted to bet uh, Grasso a few weeks ago at, at minus 200. I was hoping it'd, it'd get a little better than that. It's actually gotten a little worse, but I, I just I don't see this fight ending early. I think both of these ladies can take it five rounds. Uh, and kind of, uh, again, uh, I, I want to bet on a, someone like Grasso who's going to try to win rounds, especially in the second half. And I, with this going the full five rounds, I, I think she's going to build an early lead in this fight. I think she's going to win the first round. She's going to avoid the takedowns. Even if she does get taken down, we've seen her a little more confident with her uh, get-up game and, and her wrestling defense. So, you know, over a 25-minute fight, I, I, I just think she's going to easily win rounds. I think she's going to outpace her opponent. Um, you know, Grasso's kind of in that prime age of 29. Her opponent's 36, uh, you know, a little long in the tooth for an MMA fighter. Uh, she doesn't have a lot of wear and tear, but uh, again, I think against a, a fighter like Grasso who can just kind of keep chipping away, chipping away, I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I, I don't think there's going to be a stoppage, but, you know, we've seen it in another Grasso fight. She's coming off a submission win. I, I you know, I wouldn't expect that in this fight. I don't think she even wants to to test, uh, you know, herself on the ground against someone like Arojo. 
Um, so I, I think if you're going to bet Grasso, I think minus 200 is probably a little, you know, out of range. But if you better to win via decision, which I think is definitely the clear path to victory, there's plus money there. I think the last I saw was plus 125. Yep, there's good value there. I know that, Dan, you do a great job of unearthing value on all these fights. Always great to have Dan aboard. He does great work over at the Action Network. And coming up next here on the Greg Peterson Experience, we're going to be taking a look at Friday's baseball card here on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network. on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The basketball season is ready to tip off, and now is your time to grab your VSIN Pro Basketball Betting Guide with season prep on all 30 teams. Our hoops experts, including the one and only John Montoba, provide strategy and advice as well as predictions. For conference winners, win totals, playoff teams, and player awards, we also have five betting tips for beginning NBA bettors. Give yourself an edge this NBA season and get the VEASAN NBA betting guide by becoming a VEASAN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99 and get everything that we do and have access to everything be through the Super Bowl. You're able to sign up at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. As we're back here on the Greg Peter Descent Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network, Always great to be joined by Dan Stuff. He does amazing work over at Action Network. Taking a look at the fight game in UFC. Going to have another nice fight card this weekend. And I mean, the UFC all fall long has been delivering. It's a great fall of fights. I know that we've got some big ones coming up in future weeks. So always great to get Dan aboard. Going to be closing out the show tonight by taking a look at the three games that we've got in the MLB Already went through my DK Nation pick a little bit earlier on in the show. We are going to be hitting that once again in the final segment. And when it comes to this game that we're going to be hitting here at the top, a little bit of a strange one because it's not often that we get lines on a game with a undecided pitcher, but it is a postseason. The bookmakers, they pull out all the stops for this one. And I feel like we can lean towards one pitcher, though. Obviously not confirmed yet as it is 961, 962 on the betting board. Atlanta Braves, they're going to be hitting the road. They're going to be playing against the Philadelphia Phillies. We know that Aaron Nola is going to be going for the Philadelphia Phillies. If you look on so many places, like where I'm at at Circa, if you're taking a look at a lot of places, some places will just list it completely blank in terms of pitchers. But I know that when I pulled this up on my Circa app a little bit earlier, it just said any pitcher for the Atlanta Braves as the Braves in a lot of spots are finding themselves as a plus 105 underdog. I'm seeing a straight plus 108 out there and then for the Philadelphia Phillies it's anywhere between minus 115 to a minus 125 half of books I'm seeing of a total on this game of seven half have a seven half if you're finding a seven juices on the over seven half juices on the under and this is very much a game that it is going to be based on the starting pitcher as I play this I have yet to bet this one I am going to be betting this one once it is confirmed as to who we're going to be getting in terms of starting pitcher. We're able to narrow it down to two guys, so it's not like it could be like some dude coming out of AAA Gwinnett or anything like that. We are not so sure you don't have to dive that far, but that said, it's either going to be Charlie Morton or Spencer Strider, and I'm going to be playing this game differently based on who the starter is going to be because with Charlie Morton, he is the pitcher that has struggled more on the road, but he's also the pitcher that is going to be giving you more length. With Charlie Morton thus far this season, He's been giving up the deep ball, especially on the road, about 1.7 to 1.8 home runs per nine innings surrendered. And Morton just has not been the same pitcher when he has been on the road rather than at home. 
At home, a sub-275 ERA. Walks have been an issue all season long, giving up 3.3 walks per nine innings overall, but things really manifest itself when he is on the road. When he is on the road, he has been posting up north of a 5.25 ERA, so that has been a big, giant issue for him, and he just has been able to give you quite a bit of length. He still gets a little bit over 10 strikeouts for nine innings, but that doesn't quite compare to Spencer Strider. Spencer Strider, 13.8 strikeouts per nine innings. The command has really been able to improve throughout the season, but the reason why he's unlikely to be able to lend a lot of length is because he has not started since the middle of September, September 18th, as a matter of fact. And when it comes to Spencer Strider, he was prior to going on the injured list, really being able to come into his own because early on during the season, Spencer Strider was dealing a little bit with command issues. He was getting a little bit loosey-goosey, but still doing a solid job for the team. And you take a look at Spencer Strider since June 26th, two earned runs or fewer allowed in 13 out of his 15 starts in the time span at 225 ERA and the walks may have went down dramatically, giving up more like 2.4 to 2.5 walks for nine innings. But once again, with a pitcher coming off of the injured list, who knows what you're going to be able to get out of him because he's only really thrown like a bullpen session and a half for the Atlanta Braves. So while I do think that he's going to be able to fire quite well, at the same time, you've got to question the length that you're going to be able to get. Ironically enough, his last start prior to him going on the injured list was against the Philadelphia Phillies, and that was a start where he went six innings, giving up one run. The start before that they had against the Phillies, that was on the road on July 26th. Six innings, giving up one run. Can't think that he's going to be going six innings, unlike those two starts. But the good news for Spencer Strider is that, and this is why if Spencer Strider goes, I've got a little bit more of an edge on him rather than Charlie Morton. He's backed up by a really stinking good bullpen for the Atlanta Braves. They are third in bullpen ERA since the All-Star break because of the rest day slash the travel day that you got on Thursday. They are all well-rested as well. Guys like a Dylan Lee have been able to do a solid job posting up a sub-250 ERA along with A.J. Minter, Rossi Iglesias. Since he has come over from the LA Angels, he has been able to deliver, as a matter of fact, a sub-075 ERA for the Atlanta Braves. So these guys have been able to do their part now. Kenley Jansen is always a little bit of a roll of the dice. That's not necessarily the guy that you want to be trusting in, but then you do take a look at the flip side for the Philadelphia Phillies. We know more of what we're going to be able to get out of this team, and with Aaron Nola, he's been able to do a terrific job in terms of command among qualifying pitchers. Fewest walks on a per-nine-innings basis, giving up about 1.3 to 1.4 walks per nine innings. Throughout his career, he has always been a better home pitcher rather than a road pitcher. That has actually not been the case this season, though. Probably undeserving of the 13 losses that he's taken because he's pitched significantly better than that. But 353 home ERA compared to a 3 ERA on the road. And what I find to be a little bit strange about this as well is that just giving up a lot of rockets when he's at home. On the road, his home runs per 9 rate is less than 0.6. At home, it's more like 1.1 home runs per 9 innings, despite the fact that the opponent's batting average is 16 points lower when he is at home. So that is a little bit befuddling. And when it comes to Aaron Nola, he's just not backed up by the same bullpen as you have with the Atlanta Braves, which is why if this is a number that it gets up just a little bit higher with Charlie Morton, I would need a, about a plus 113 to take a shot on him with it being Spencer Strider. This is a little bit more even money, right around like a plus 102, plus 103. So any sort of plus price, I'd be willing to take it with Spencer Strider. So at current numbers, because I do have it lined up with Charlie Morton, it's just a little bit more of a wait and see with me. If we get Spencer Strider, we really don't see a lot of adjustment. I will be willing to invest in the Atlanta Braves in this spot. But when it comes to the Philadelphia Phillies, I do think that with Noah, they've certainly got a pitching advantage when it comes to him going up against 
our good friend Charlie Morton. Again, Spencer Strider less so, but he will be able to deliver a little bit more length, and that's important because with this Philadelphia Phillies bullpen, not necessarily too great. So Anthony Dominguez throughout the season has been solid in last few appearances has been better, but coming off the injured list between the regular season and the postseason, north of a 7 ERA, right hand has been able to supply a sub-250 ERA, but David Robertson, he is currently out of the fold for this team, which means that you have to rely a little bit more on Connor Brogdon and Andrew Bellotti, a pair of guys with north of a 3 ERA. They're now using Zach Eflin as their closer, and well, that's not necessarily what you want. Zach Eflin in his last appearance against the Atlanta Braves in Game 1 very nearly gave that game away. It was 7-3 to when he came into the game, gave up a home run, so that was not too terrific, but what is solid about the Philadelphia Phillies is that you do have a lineup that you are able to trust in. Kyle Schwarber has not been good throughout the series, but many people forget during the wild card round, he was able to do a solid job, and he was number two in the big leagues in terms of home runs. Led the National League. There's that guy by the name of Aaron Judge had a, a couple more, but 46 home runs. Problem with him is that he's only been able to hit about a 215 this season, so he hasn't necessarily been able to move the line. Reese Hoskins has been terrible in this series. One hit in 18 at bat, so he has been a little bit of a dead bat. Bryce Harper, he had really been the albatross for this team over the last 30 days prior to coming into the series. But in this series, six hits in 14 at-bats. He really had not looked like himself since coming off the injured list. Now he finally looks healthy. And then you've got a trio of guys in Elk Boehm, Gene Segura, Bryson Sott, that since the injured list, or since the all-star break, have been able to hit at least a 275. And then for Boehm, more around a 290 thus far this season. So, these guys have looked solid. Nicasianos had a big game a little bit earlier during this series as well. So these are all guys that are able to provide. But with the Atlanta Braves, I do think that they got a little bit more firepower in terms of their lineup as you've got so many guys like Travis Arno, William Contreras, Sansby Swanson, Ronald Acuna Jr., Austin Riley, all in between about a 268 to 280. When it comes to Austin Riley, 38 home runs this season. Sansby Swanson, 25 home runs. And really the hottest bat for the Atlanta Braves has actually been Matt Olson. Matt Olson, a home run in seven of the team's last 11 games, including the end of the regular season into the postseason. You've been able to have Ronald Acuna Jr. here in the postseason, already have four hits in two games. He has been able to do a nice job. And when it comes to the Atlanta Braves, I just do think that they are the more well-rounded team in this spot. Now, once again, when it comes to this game, I want to see who is going to be starting because when it comes to the total, with Charlie Morton going, I'd be willing to take a 7.5 over. A 7 regardless of who starts, I would be willing to take a look at this total. So if you're looking about anything overnight, if you're seeing one of those 7, whether it is Morton or if it is Spencer Strider, I would be willing to go over. But if it is Spencer Strider that goes, honestly, I probably want to have a 7.5 under a little bit more than a 7 over. So that is something that I'm taking a look at. And when it comes to the side... At a plus 113, I'd be willing to invest in Charlie Morton. More like a plus 103 is my barrier of entry when it comes to Spencer Strider. So we shall see who gets the start there. And hopefully that gave you guys a nice little guide on that front once we do figure out who that starter is going to be. But I've already got my DK Nation pick figured out for this MLB Friday. I'll be lending that to you next right here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All season long, Bet Rivers is your go to sports book for all football related content. As if you're able to check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app, you're going to be finding all the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and so much more every week. Bet Rivers has unique football specials that will help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and your favorite players with Bet Rivers as it is a whole new game. It is the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're listening live, coming up next, you're going to be hearing a replay of the Greg Peterson Experience. If you are listening to a replay, well, in that case, 4 a.m. Pacific time, 7 a.m. Eastern, follow the money with Mitch Moss and Paul Howard. Going to be coming your way. I'm sure that they're going to have thoughts on Thursday Night Football. I don't think that they're going to have great thoughts on Thursday Night Football, as I'm sure that they're going to be much like myself and thinking that it was, well, not necessarily the world's greatest game played, but there will be thoughts, and then they're going to do a tremendous job getting you guys set for what is going to be a tremendous weekend as we're starting to hit a sports equinox right now. And with that said, I've got to try to be the opener, try to find you guys some money on this Friday as we've got a trio of baseball playoff games just took you through in the last segment. What I'm looking at in terms of the Braves versus Phillies game, my personal recommendation would be don't fire in on this game quite yet until we know a starter slash it really becomes prevalent as to whether or not it's going to be Charlie Morton or Spencer Strider. If I were to guess right now, I'm thinking it's going to be Charlie Morton, but that said, you don't want to be banking on something that 
you really don't need to bet as of right now. And as we know, whether it be Morton or Strider, there is going to be a line movement that is going to be coming. And that is where I'm going to be trying to find my value personally. But we do know the starters in this game. Makes it much easier to handicap. So let's dive into my DK Nation pick for this Friday. As we go 963-964 on the betting board, it is the LA Dodgers. They're on the road. They're facing off against the San Diego Padres. As Blake Snell goes for the pods, and Tony Gonsolin is on the bump with the Dodgers. Dodgers, a slight favorite. They are anywhere between minus 115 to a minus 125. Between plus 105 and plus 110 is the number on San Diego. Mostly seeing seven halves on the board. Seeing two straight sevens right now, but a lot of seven half. Heavy juice on the under of 7.5. And if you're seeing a 7, heavy juice on the 7 over. And what I'm writing up for DK Nation is the under. Because whether you got a 7 or a 7.5, I like this total under. I set my projected total at a 6.4. So even if you get as low as a 6.5, I'd be liking this total under. And the reason why I do like the under so much in this spot is because you got someone in Blake Snell who has been absolutely terrific down the stretch. Two runs or fewer allowed in 13 out of his last 14 starts. In terms of earned runs, there's been a few unearned runs that he has been the victim of, but that said, he has been able to do a remarkable job in this span, a 219 ERA, and he's really been able to shape up in terms of command as well. Walks per nine rate in the time span, right around 2.4 walks per nine innings. Overall, while he's been with San Diego, it's been 4.1 walks per nine innings. So, has been able to do a much better job on that front. Another reason to like this under is just because of the ballpark that this is being played in. Petco Park, one of the most pitcher-friendly ballparks that you're going to find in all of baseball. And when it comes to San Diego Padres, they've been having a difficult time scoring when they have been at home. As a matter of fact, they score right around five runs per game on the road. They're a top-four offense when it comes to just runs per game in general when they're on the road. At home, this falls to a 3.7. They really can't generate the deep ball. They do have guys that do an okay job of moving the line. I'm not going to call it great, but... At the same time, it's respectable guys like Drixen Profar, Juan Soto, Jake Cronenworth. These are guys sitting between about a 238 to 250. Hassan Kim, he's in that fold as well. The LA Dodgers, they clearly are going to have the leg up in terms of the offense as you've got this quadrant of guys in Trey Turner along with Max Muncy, Freddie Freeman, Will Smith, all between 21 and 24 regular season home runs. Smith providing about a 345 on base. That Trey Turner hit nearly a 300, and then Freddie Freeman hitting a 325 for Max Muncy. Been a little bit more rough for him in terms of moving the line this season, but hitting about a 250 ever since the last, I would say, 30, 35 days. So he's been able to do a solid job there. And then you've obviously got Mookie Betts, who's been able to do an amazing job all season long for the team. 35 home runs, 35 doubles, hitting right around a 270 overall, but with the LA Dodgers, I do think that it's going to be fascinating to see how they do shape up this just pitching lineup in general because Tony Gonsolin getting the start. He has made one start since August 23rd. That was two innings against the Colorado Rockies. So it's not like he's been able to lend a lot of length in general. And it's expected that he's probably going to pitch fewer than 75 pitches in this spot. He has been able to do a great job overall. Has been very lucky on balls in play. No offense or bust about it. The fielding independent is nearly a full point higher than his superb ERA that is hovering in the neighborhood about a 220. But I don't think that this is going to be the night that it rises up just because he is pitching in a ballpark that certainly is known for helping out pitches. He's been able to do a solid job in terms of not allowing a lot of walks. His walks per nine rate that has been in the neighborhood of about a 2.7 to a 2.8 strikeouts per nine. Not supreme, but you know what? It'll get the job done. But what I think is big for this Dodgers team is that they back come up with a good bullpen and 
They left off Craig Kimbrell, which honestly, that upgraded the bullpen for me. Tommy Canely all season long at sub-3 ERA. Evan Phillips, Yancey Almonte, Alex Vasilla. These guys have all been able to supply a sub-220 ERA as well. So all these guys have been able to do a masterful job this season. And for the San Diego Padres, it's been hit or miss in terms of the bullpen, but Josh Hader has been much better recently. No earned runs allowed in his last 12 appearances, regular season and postseason. Did give up an unearned run when he faced off against the Dodgers, if not his last time, second to last time, facing off against them during the regular season, but that really wasn't on him. He's looking much better right now. Steven Wilson has been a little bit hit or miss, but I like what I've seen out of him this season. And then Robert Suarez, sub-3 ERA during the regular season. He's been able to do his part during the postseason. Nick Martinez has been looking a little bit better recently as well. He's come in into a pair of spots against the LA Dodgers, and so far, so good out of him. Even something like Pierce Johnson, Tim Hill, these are guys that are able to do a solid job of being able to give you some innings as well. The big question that you've got with the LA Dodgers is who's going to be piggybacking off of Tony Gonsolin just because you know that he's not going to be able to give a full five innings in this spot. you got to figure that it's either going to be Andrew Heaney or Dustin May. I'd feel a little bit better about Dustin May. His overall ERA numbers have not been too supreme, but he is a fireballer that's able to get up to over 100 miles per hour. Someone that gives up a little bit more... I guess you could call it in terms of command in general, as Andrew Heaney has actually really been able to shape up this season. I give credit where credit is due. The one thing with Andrew Heaney is that he does give up the deep ball, though. Good news is playing out there in San Diego in the month of October is that that does a good job of being able to help him keep the ball in the yard as well. I do like the offerings that the Dodgers have coming out of this bullpen as it is going to be not necessarily a bullpen game. I sort of put Tony Gonsolin in the sector of what I like to call in opener plus. He's going to be able to deliver more than like the inning or two that you expect out of an opener. I think he goes three to four innings. I think that that is a very good guess as to what you're going to be able to get out of him. I don't think he's given anything more than four. I think they should be able to get to at least three though. And I think that that lends for some value on the San Diego Padres because I do think the Blake Snell has a leg up. I do think that he's going to be able to play very well in this spot. And well, Kevin Cash is not there to take him out way too early. So I like the San Diego Padres. Set them as a minus 120 favorite and the DK Nation write-up that is going to be on the under end. This is a game that I hit upon a little bit earlier in the show, but did a little bit of a quicker overview of it. Really only gave out the over in the spot. So now I'm going to give you guys my reasoning for the money line on this one. 965-966, Guardians on the road, facing off against the New York Yankees. Nestor Cortez goes for the Yankees. Shane Bieber is going for the Guardians. When I came on this show right around 9 o'clock p.m. Pacific time, you were noticing the Yankees being in most spots between about a minus 135 to a minus 140 favorite. Now we're seeing as high as a minus 151 here at Circa. When it comes to the Cleveland Guardians, you're able to get them as low as a plus 120 at DraftKings. If you like the Yankees, you probably want to take it right now because you're not going to get this any cheaper because right now at Circa, I'm finding this as high as plus 140. 38 on the Guardians needed at least a plus 125 to take a shot. I do think that with the Guardians having Emmanuel Class A, James Karinchek in that bullpen, they're going to be able to lock it down. Shane Bieber has his struggles for his career against the New York Yankees. As a matter of fact, amongst American League teams, it is the one team that he's had his biggest bugaboo against, highest ERA of any American League team that he has faced at least once. But that said, he did not face the Yankees at all this season. When it comes to Shane Bieber on the road this season, a sub 275 ERA giving up less than 0.8 home runs per nine innings. I think that he's going to be a lock it down against a New York Yankees team that 
He should be able to generate a little bit more offense in this game just because it is going to be a day game, mid-60s temperatures in New York. So not as bad as you're typically going to find it in October in general. And that's part of the reason why I do like this total over just because in a nighttime game, the ball would be flying a little bit less than during the daytime. But when you've got five different guys for the Cleveland Guardians and Steven Kwan along with Jose Ramirez, Andres Jimenez, Ahmed Rosario, and... Also, you've got Oscar Gonzalez in that fold, hanging at least to 275. I do think that they're going to be able to get the job done, like the Guardians on the money line and this over. And I also like our pro tip, vsan.com slash subscribe for all these. I'm getting you guys set for the upcoming college basketball season and my pro tip for this hour. Keep in mind non-D1 transfers that are going up to the D1 level for college basketball. Junior college transfers, guys coming up from the D2, D3 level, they are making much more of an impact than they have in the past. Do not think that because they're just coming up from a non-D1 school that you can just write them off. And coming up next, never write these guys off. Mitch Moss and Paul Howard, they come your way on Follow the Money, 4 o'clock a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, here on VEASAN, Esports Bank Network. Check out the VEASAN store for the latest and greatest in sports betting fashion. We have more than 40 shirt designs, including our most popular one, Cash and Tickets is what it's all about. You'll find VEASAN shirts and hats for any occasion. And they're all made to order, so you can find the right designer, so you can find the right designer, so you can find the right designer, so you can find... At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.